This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Welcome to Shrink Chicks. I'm Emily Beerley. And I'm Jennifer Chaikin. And we're licensed marriage and family therapists and owners of the therapy group. We're on a mission to make therapy and therapeutic topics more relatable and accessible. So stay tuned because in order to grow yourself, you got to know yourself. Welcome back to Shrink Chicks. Welcome to Shrink Chicks. Uh, okay, I was just completely starstruck <laughs> with this person. This is the best thing about everything being virtual and the fact that we're doing fucking Zoom podcasting is that I'm obsessed with this person. I said, out of all the people we've had, I am 100% the most starstruck. We have Nicole here who is Dope Kitchen. I'm sure you've seen her on TikTok and Instagram. Um, she is an Olympic-style weightlifter, but really what she does is breaking the stigma of cannabis consumption one recipe at a time. Nicole, thank you for being here today. Thank you for having me. Does I'm anyone sorry. actually know your name's Nicole? <laughs> Some people actually ask me like, wait, I don't actually know your real name. What is it? So I have to tell them, but I always <laughs> go kitchen with Nicole at the start of my TikTok videos. And some people- It makes sense. Do people, do people ever recognize you? Like has, has anyone recognized you on the street yet? Yeah. So I went on a backpacking trip, um, like four or five hours away from home, uh, Labor Day weekend. And someone on the trail stopped me and was like, I follow you on Instagram. And then I got a comment on one of my posts about that hike just a few days after that trip. And someone said, I saw you at the lake, but I was too shy to say hi. And I was like, you could totally say hi to me. I'm, it's weird. It's very strange that I have literally hundreds of thousands of followers on TikTok and I grew so quickly on Instagram as well. And I still just feel like a normal person and I'm not like, I don't consider myself famous. I hate even using the word influencer, but it's kind of strange when people like recognize me and see me on the street and say something or message me later. Someone recently called us creators as opposed to influencers, which I thought was I like, think this, like nice. I, was, I was like, oh, is that the PC way of telling me that we're influencers? Like that we're creators now, but it like makes honestly, you feel like very artistic. Shit, right. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, we are creating content that people can, you know, digest and learn from. So I like that term a lot better than influencer. Absolutely. So, okay. So I could get into a lot of reasons of why I vibe with your content so much, but tell us like a little bit about just, was this just start of quarantine? You're like, I'm just going to start doing this. Yeah. So back in April, it was a few days before my 29th birthday, April 12th, I believe. Um, I was just feeling so depressed because of quarantine. Like those first couple of weeks of quarantine were really great because I was like, yes, I don't have to go to the office. I can just stay home in my pajamas. And uh, after a couple of weeks, when I realized, oh, there's probably no end to this anytime soon, I was starting to freak out a little bit. And I was worried I'd lose my job. Um, I was just so nervous about a lot of different things. My mom works in healthcare and I was constantly anxious thinking about her being so close to COVID patients. So I just like kind of fell into a little depression at the beginning of April and I needed something to do to motivate me to get out of bed because even with work, I was just kind of dragging my laptop into bed with me and answering emails horizontally. Um, so I just decided I wanted to make a recipe that reminded me of home. So I made my grandmother's ricotta pie. Uh, she's very Italian. Um, and I got high and decided to record myself. 
And I had initially only posted it on my personal Instagram account because I wanted to make myself laugh and make a couple of my friends laugh and that's it. And then a few people encouraged me to post it on TikTok. So I did. And like six hours later, I open up the app again and I see that I have like 20,000 views on it. And I was like, oh, wow. Um, so what's TikTok? I'm 29. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I have been a frequent lurker on TikTok for a while. One of my old friends. Lurker is an incredible word, by the way. (laughs) But, uh, I got like so addicted to it and I came across a bunch of food accounts and I thought, um, those were really great. And I, I loved the personalities behind these little TikTok food channels. Um, so yeah, it just kind of worked perfectly for me. People just kept asking for more. I made a few more that same week um, and then I got kind of tired of it. So I took a little break, made maybe one or two more episodes in May. And then when I had my first video go like really viral in um, June, that's when I realized like, oh, I should maybe create a format out of this and add more structure to this so that it's like easier for me to create and it's more fun for me to create. And it's Mm. just taking off since. So I wanted, so you were completely... It was completely unintentional yeah. for this to uh, blow up. Yeah. It was literally just, wow. I was dead and wanted to make a pie. Right. <laughs> I, just want, I just wanted some pie, what man. A beautiful <laughs> starting story. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so you're located in California. So cannabis is legal. Yes. So you're able to consume legally. But I'm wondering, there is such a mixture of people's relationship with marijuana, how they feel about cannabis, um, right? whether it's and a lot of it depends on what state you're located in and what your legality is around it so I'm wondering like what's it been like to that to put yourself out in that way when it comes to your relationship with weed yeah um it was definitely a little scary at first and one of the reasons why I my audience knows that I don't like to talk about my career too much because I mostly just don't want it to seem like my company is associated with my content at all or like endorses the fact that I smoke weed, even though it's totally legal and I live in a very liberal place um, and people at work totally accept me. I just like to uh, keep parts of my life anonymous so that it's not associated with weed. Mm -hmm. But what I'm learning is that um, while my coworkers and my friends and even my family totally support everything I do, I'm seeing a lot of people online just kind of tell me about their relationship with weed and how afraid they are to talk about it. I feel very open about it because I'm just trying to break the stigma of what it means to be a cannabis user. I don't want people to think that we're all like lazy and only eat junk food and don't do anything productive in society, but I'm just trying to break that by showing that you can be active and healthy and happy and a very productive member of society and have a successful career, et cetera. Like I, I just want to show people that weed isn't that bad and it's actually really great. Um, so yeah, it's just been very strange to hear other people say that they're so afraid to talk about marijuana mm-hmm. or um, yeah, they live in states where it's illegal and it's totally frowned upon, but I'm yeah. hoping that my content helps to change that. What, well, and- what is that like for you when um, people are coming out to you to say, this is really difficult for me. Like, does anyone tell you stories? Like, what's that like to get all of that, that influx of information from people? Yeah, I get a lot of stories in my DMs, um, not only from people talking about weed, but from women talking about eating disorders and um, how I'm helping them to change their relationship with food. So I, 
I find it really amazing that people kind of trust me with the information that they share with me. Um, some people just talk about how they really want to get into cannabis use, but like their partner frowns upon it or their mom would disown them if they uh, get into weed use and they ask me for advice or ask me what they can do. And um, it's kind of hard for me to respond sometimes because I feel like I live in such a liberal bubble, um, especially with like, you know, politics and everything going on the last like four to eight years, people have talked a lot about um, how we need to expand outside of our bubble so that we can learn about other people's life perspectives a little bit more. So it's really opening my eyes to how difficult it is for some people to exist in other areas of the country where the things I do so freely and openly um, are still frowned upon in, in other areas. So I'm just, I'm learning a lot and experiencing a lot through the stories that my followers tell me. Mm. What well, wow. it is, it is interesting. And, and also like, you know, then the conversation of like what's criminalized in some areas, especially like, you know, and then this obvious, the three of us are white women. What is our relationship with white privilege? And the fact that you can sit here and have this conversation about cannabis where many people are still jailed for it. So there's still this massive continuum that like one ways we're trying to sit here and have open conversations about how could you possibly do this? How could we look at this um, recreationally, even medicinally in some places? And then this other side of like, yeah, but for other people, this has been like so criminalized and people and their families are jailed for it, right? So like what a massive, massive dichotomy to be around. Right, yeah. And that's something that I, I knew when I started Dope Kitchen and when it started to take off, I wanted to bring awareness to that. Um, and I, I want to be very honest about the fact that I know I'm a privileged white woman and yeah. I'm able to do this with no, and have no consequences to face. Yeah. Um, I am not getting fired from my job. I'm not like getting hunted down by the police um, for smoking marijuana on the internet. But there are still people, especially people of color who are behind bars for simple possession of marijuana. But mm -hmm. I can walk down the street and go to the Apple store of weed, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Any day, right? Whatever. Um, and it's just so different. Yeah. Uh, but I, I really do want to use my platform for good, um, not only to spread, you know, a positive message about food and exercise, et cetera, but I, I want to um, eventually like talk more about um, the places, the organizations that I'll donate to or that I want to bring awareness to who are really helping to change drug policies and, you know, out, outdated uh, prison laws, et cetera, so that we can help make a change in, in drug policies. Well, and I think you've already been using your platform in this really amazing way. And one of the reasons I really love your work is I talk, I work a ton with women and I work a ton around body image and eating disorders and disordered eating. And there is something really interesting here about, it, there's a part of using weed that can be shameful to women, especially women that have so many issues around food and around restriction, right? And what you're doing is like, here's full fat food. Here is anti-diet culture, create your own love and enjoy and have food for pleasure, right? Because it's so much more than the fuel. And it's interesting because you talk a lot about food as fuel because you're this Olympic style weightlifter, but you're doing this other really amazing thing of just being a woman who eats which shouldn't be revolutionary, but it is. <laughs> it is. Like so many women have asked me simple questions like, what should I eat after a workout? Is a salad a good idea? And I'm like, no, you need carbs, girl. Right. 
eat yourself some bread and some pasta. Like, oh my God, it's, it's just nuts to me how nutrition is not something that is taught very well in school growing up. So nobody has a good idea of how they need to feed themselves. And this is another thing that I'm learning a little bit through my conversations with my audience. A lot of people from like the middle of the country or food deserts will uh, talk to me about what's available in their grocery store and how they can't find some of the things that I cook with. And it's kind of help, helping me to change my perspective on how to make simple meals. Like something that's simple for me is probably incredibly complex for someone else who lives kind of in the middle of nowhere. So um, yeah, I feel like as much as my audience is learning from me, I'm also learning from them on the kind of content that they want to see or would be most helpful or beneficial to them. Um, but I'm, I'm really trying to figure out how I can continue to like educate my audience a little more on nutrition and properly feeding their bodies for whatever type of activity, activity level they have. Um, but yeah, it's, it just blows my mind how nutrition is just not important at all in schools. We are so excited to share our newest sponsor with you all, Hungry Root. Hungry Root is the easiest way to get fresh, high-quality groceries and simple, healthy recipes delivered to your door. The team at Hungry Root just sent me a new box full of amazing stuff. It was literally like I was opening a present going through it. Seeing what was inside and trying everything was just so thrilling. In my Hungry Root box was chicken salad, veggies, dumplings, shakes, cookies, and so much more. My favorite thing I tried was the drumroll donuts. I highly recommend them. The ordering process could could not have been more simple. You take a fun, short quiz, and Hungry Root will get to know your personal health goals, what you like to eat, the kitchen appliances you use, and more. Then they'll build you a personalized cart with all of your grocery needs for the week and give you delicious recipe recommendations to put those groceries to good use. Hungry Root will recommend recipes and groceries based on your personal tastes, but each order is fully customizable. Take their suggestions or choose anything you want. They've got fresh produce, high-quality meat and seafood, pantry staples, health healthy snacks, sweets, ready-to-eat meals, and much more. Hungry Root has made my daily meal prep so much easier. The mental load of grocery shopping is exhausting, and Hungry Root gives me back that mental energy. Right now, Hungry Root is offering Shrink Chicks listeners 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash Shrink Chicks to get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash Shrink Chicks. Don't forget to use our link so they know we sent you. When bloggers or influencers post their outfit links, nine times out of 10, I click on it and immediately exit because the price is bananas. It wasn't until recently that I clicked on something expecting it to be the usual out of my price range sweater and it was under $60 at Quince. Quince has become my ultimate destination for luxury essentials that won't break the bank. Let me tell you about some of the gems I found at Quince. From their 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters starting at just $50 to their washable silk tops and dresses, organic cotton sweaters, and stunning 14 karat gold jewelry, Quince offers a range of high quality items at prices that are truly within reach. And here's the best part. All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Yes, you heard that right. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the middleman passing the savings on to us. I recently got my hands on one of their washable silk tops and let me tell you, it has become a staple in my wardrobe. Not only is it incredibly versatile, I've worn it to work, out with friends, and even dressed it up for a date night, but 
the qualities unmatched. Give yourself the luxury you deserve with Quince. Go to quince.com slash shrink chicks for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com slash shrink chicks to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash shrink chicks. Uh, right what and and i mean the same thing right tell us how to do our fucking taxes we still don't know um (laughs) there's so many so many things that we could have learned that we did not learn like so many things in math that i will never use that i did learn because the pythagorean theorem doesn't fucking mean anything to me right if somebody would give me permission to eat carbs that would have been revolutionary for me throughout my 20s absolutely throughout your entire life yes It's those basic things that nobody teaches us. And our parents don't always have the resources to teach us. Like I ate shit when I was a kid. If if you ever have a podcast with my dad, he will tell you that I ate cheese and eggs, pizza, pasta, meatballs, burgers. Like that's it. That was (laughs) growing up. Um, I didn't eat- such a 90s kid. (laughs) No, I was a 90s kid. But um, I didn't eat- turkey until college like no deli turkey not even thanksgiving turkey until college um and i just i did not know anything about nutrition when i was younger but my parents didn't have the resources to teach me anything they just kind of fed me whatever i wanted to eat um and i had to really teach myself when i got to college and realized that i can't keep eating like shit the way i did when i was a kid mm. Well, but it's interesting. I mean, so for me, like one of the ways that I, I've been in eating disorder recovery for a while, but honestly, the thing that changed my entire relationship with food was having a child and feeding her and being like, holy shit, my kid has all this permission to eat this shit. Shouldn't I too? And I think that there's something so beautiful about the fact that not only do you cook, Nicole, but you eat it on camera. That's a big difference from a lot of people. A lot of people show what they're cooking, but they're not eating it. And that's the toughest thing is the consumption part. We're forgetting that, right? Yeah. We could all learn to cook, but eating can be so difficult. And every time you eat, you're giving someone else permission to eat, which is amazing. 100%. And I like to show my empty bowl at the end sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I made myself a big ass portion and I ate all of it. So you can too. Well, even your even your Instagram um, profile picture is like the greatest thing I've ever seen. I'm never gonna change that. That was filmed. You absolutely should not. I was uh, licking the spatula from the carrot cake that I made myself for my birthday. It looked incredible. Thank you. <laughs> so what's the big? Okay, so then let's talk about this other part, which is you have gotten some interesting. Um, we'll say people wanting to do sponsored content, including fat tummy tea, which you're fucking hysterical with. Oh my God. So yeah, I, I could tell immediately when they emailed me that it was just like a copy paste to like a thousand influencers that they probably reached out to. And I felt, sorry, I'm getting notifications from my group. (laughs) It's actually a work, it's actually a work day. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I just blocked off this portion of my morning to talk to you guys and have more fun of answering my email. Um, so yeah, Flat Tommy Co. Uh, I felt that I had a personal responsibility to bring some light to this situation and share with my followers that A, I'm not a sellout. I'm not going to do anything just for money. Um, B, I hate this company and I hate that they market themselves as like, 
this empowering tea for women to like feel good about their bodies. I'm like, no, it's your pants sitting on a toilet for 12 hours, being out of your asshole. Like that's (laughs) what's going to happen if you drink their tea. So, I mean, I really care about my followers on Instagram and TikTok, and I want to make sure that I'm uh, sharing with them information that is um, helpful and healthy for them to be consuming. And I don't want them to come across uh, you know, ads advertising, have a flat tummy with our tea or like drink or eat this appetite suppressant lollipop. I just thought that was absolutely ridiculous. You're only going to make yourself feel worse if you consume mm-hmm. those kinds of products. So I felt a personal responsibility to just call them out um, in a video and um, try to just make my followers feel that or help my followers understand that they need to be eating whole balanced meals instead of trying to do what they can to make themselves not hungry. So I, I really care about the health of everyone who follows me. And I, I just want to make sure that they have good information and not, uh, not anything that's going to make their body feel worse. I think that's so like the, it's so important and so hard to find these days. Like just the fact that you care so much about your followers that it isn't about money. It isn't about, Oh, anyone who gives me an opportunity that it's just so important to you to put out like an authentic message. And that's what we were talking about before we started the podcast, like how authentic you are in what you talk about and just really um, genuine and being yourself. And that's one of the main reasons why we started this podcast is to bring people on who feel like they can speak their authentic truth. And the fact that you can say, no, I'm not going to be a sellout and I'm going to do what's right for my followers because I care about them, I think is so important. They're like my internet best friends. And I tell them right. that best friend or big sister. And right. funny, like some people will message me when they see me just talking in my sober voice on Instagram stories. And they're like, wow, you seem so different than you are in your TikTok videos. And I'm like, well, in my TikTok videos, A, I'm high, but B, I kind of treat those as if I'm like in a room with my best friend, David. And with David, he and I are just like the goofiest little motherfuckers on earth. And I just kind of pretend I'm with him whenever I'm recording a video, but I hate it when he's actually here and I'm trying to record a video because I get really shy. Um, and I, and I, I also feel like David's the real winner because he's eating the best food ever. Like, does David know how good he has it with you? 100%. Okay, he, good. He, That's important. He's really the real winner out of all this. Yeah. I have a lot of friends begging to try my food. And I'm like, uh, sometimes I only make one portion for myself. I don't yeah. want to have one. Um, but yeah, I, I love my audience and I appreciate how much they engage with me and message me and trust me with a lot of information. So they're all my virtual best friends. That's amazing. You said that um, at the beginning of quarantine, you were feeling depressed and this was something that like kind of pulled you out. Was there anything about, cause like I can imagine that probably connected you to so many people. Um, yeah. Like what was that like trying to pull yourself out of that depression as you were growing your TikTok? Um, so I think one thing about this whole TikTok journey that has made me feel less depressed is just 
all of the messages that I receive from people um, who tell me that my content has made such a positive impact on them. Like that has made me cry. I can't even tell you how many dozens of times. Um, but I get these really heartfelt messages from people who are like, who, who say the same things that you basically said, like watching you eat on camera, watching you have fun with food, have fun with exercise. has just changed my perspective on food and exercise. And just knowing that I have that impact on people has helped me feel so much more confident in myself, more confident in the message that I'm putting out in, in the world. And it has really helped me kind of climb out of depression a little bit. Um, and yeah, I, but I do notice some bad habits um, that I develop with this growing internet fame. I definitely need to set some limits on my Instagram and TikTok usage <laughs> on my phone because I'm just a little too glued to it sometimes. Um, and I do notice sometimes that if I post something, I will just watch my notifications like a hawk and I really need to stop doing that because um, it's a waste of my time. I, I care about responding to people, but I can't do it too often because I, I just think it's a really unhealthy habit for me to be so focused on how people are responding or what people are saying in response to my content. But really the thing that has pulled me out of depression is just kind of realizing that I finally found my life's purpose, which is to make people laugh and inspire people to live their best lives and um, to not go through life every day hating themselves or hating their body or hating the way they look or starving themselves. Um, that's no way to live. We have one life, one body, might as well treat it, what? Treat it right. So, okay. So then you also post a lot of content of you doing your Olympic style weightlifting. Mm -hmm. And that must also be empowering for a lot of women that feel, um, one, incredibly intimidated by the idea of weightlifting or diet culture has told us so much about being slim and trim. There's a fear around weightlifting. Like, will it make me more muscular? Or am I, you know, masculine in any of these ways? And so what's that been like for you? Yeah. So when I started lifting, I remember telling some people in my family that I was gonna start doing Olympic weightlifting. And the response I got from a couple of people was like, don't get too big or you don't wanna look like a dude. And I think I was just in a good place in my life to be like, I don't fucking care what anyone in my family thinks about what I look like or what I want to look like. I wanna be a strong badass bitch. So fuck them and their opinions. Um, so, uh, but, what I want women to understand is that if you pick up a heavy weight, you're not going to immediately balloon these massive muscles. It takes years and so many calories um, in order to like build a really huge muscular body. Um, so lifting heavy weights is just going to change your body and change your perspective on your body in so many ways. Like I don't give a shit about what I look like really. Um, I mean, sometimes I do, but uh, I care more about what my body can do. I want to hit PRs in the gym. I want to lift heavier than I did two months ago. I want to um, just continue improving my technique and getting stronger. And those are the goals that I've set for myself. I no longer give a shit about what my body looks like, except for my butt. I want it to continue to grow. Um, so that's really the only thing I care about is getting bigger. So Another thing I like to talk about with my audience is how I'm actually actively trying to gain some weight right now. Um, because in diet culture, I feel like influencers are constantly talking about like how they're trying to maintain or lose weight and they don't want to gain anything. And I just want to show that 
you can get stronger, be healthier, feel even better about your body if you actually feed it more calories and have specific goals um, set around gaining a little bit of weight. So yeah, I, I just love sharing my story about all of lifting and eating and everything with my fans because I just want to show them that it's okay to have different goals compared to just weight loss and getting skinny. Skeptical about custom beauty? I get it. My feet is flooded with customize this and personalize that. All promising to fix my fine lines and thinning hair, but when pro says custom, they actually mean it. It's no gimmick. Your formula couldn't exist without you. Their in-depth consultation analyzes over 80 factors for a complete view of your life and beauty goals. They get personal. Pros covers everything from your concerns to your age, exercise, and stress levels in order to uncover what's impacting your hair and skin health. They asked me about my hair loss being genetic in my family, how long it takes for my hair to get oily after a wash, what products and tools I use to style my hair, and even my zip code to understand how the water hardness, UV index, and cold dry winter in Philly might be impacting me. Next, they recommended a full routine of truly personalized products, which were only produced after I placed my order. Nothing pre-mixed, nothing off the shelf. Since I switched to pros, I've noticed my hair is so much softer, shinier, and fuller. I keep getting asked if I got a blowout from the salon. But don't just take my word for it. In a third-party double-bind dermatologist-supervised clinical controlled study, aka the gold standard in research studies, pros prove that personalization works better than off-the-shelf alternatives. Try it for yourself and get your healthiest hair in 30 days or get your money back. Pros is so confident that you'll love your results that they're offering my listeners an exclusive trial offer so you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash shrinkchicks. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash shrinkchicks for your free consultation and 50% off your one-of-a-kind formulas. Pros.com slash shrink chicks well you're right and like I, I feel like we're kind of a little bit on the other side of keto but the keto wave was just like it was just about restriction take it away so between the keto and the intermittent fasting it was just all about small 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 also what they forget to tell you is you also feel weak 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 sick nauseous you're tired <laughs> tired what was that yeah. one where it was like you only you only ate like nuts and uh, stuff from the <laughs> earth or something? I don't know. What paleo. That was. Wait, is it paleo? Yeah, yes, yes, yes. You know, like, <laughs> what men ate and yes. Funny show that was on Hulu. I can't remember what it's called, but there was a specific moment where they talk about the paleo diet, um, and they make a quick joke about it. This woman like orders a bacon burger and says without the bread because it's not paleo. Um, and the the guy that she was on a date with said something like, "Oh, so cavemen ate bacon burgers? Right. <laughs> That's the philosophy behind the diet." <laughs> I don't know. I'm just I will never restrict anything from my diet. I will restrict overconsumption of things that I shouldn't be eating too much of, like Halloween candy. I really got to keep those Reese's pumpkins away from me. But, <laughs> but I will They're never. They're so good. I know. They're I so good. <laughs> the shapes that come out like four times a year are the best things in the world. Why really- is that? There's so much. There's so much peanut butter in them. Okay, yeah. I will say that the the you know do you guys eat perfect bars? They're like my favorite bars. Yeah. I just had one this morning. I'm obsessed the, with that. Okay, well the fucking pumpkin pie perfect bar, I kid you not, actually does taste like a Reese's. Like, and I'm not someone who like would ever say a bar is good when it's not. Holy shit! Okay, I'm gonna run to Whole Foods. And- okay, so get to Whole Foods, get wherever, get yourself the pumpkin. It's gonna help you a little bit. Lovely. <laughs> 
gonna help you a little bit. <laughs> They're gonna help you just a little bit because goddamn those Reese's are good. I know. So, so how has weightlifting caused like how's it really helped you change your relationship with food? Um, it helped me learn that food and eating enough of it is going to help me get stronger and it'll improve my performance in the gym. So when I first started weightlifting about five ish years ago, I was just kind of eating whatever I wanted. Um, and I wanted to improve the way my body felt when I was in the gym. So I, uh, decided to hire someone who is a nutritionist in the like sport of Olympic weightlifting. Like she has a lot of experience coaching people in CrossFit, powerlifting, Olympic lifting, um, and helping them understand how to eat to fuel their bodies. So she would give me a set of macronutrients that I had to hit every day. Um, and it would fluctuate based on whether I was having a rest day or we had something called a refeed day where I would just get to eat an extra 200 grams of carbs in a single day, which was wonderful, just endless pasta. Um, so yeah, when I, uh, when I did that with her, I was just kind of doing this, if it fits your macros type of eating. So I would eat mostly healthy, clean things all day. Like I would make burrito bowls for lunch and dinner, have a good sandwich for lunch, whatever. Um, but I would still allow myself to eat like an ice cream sandwich if it fit my macros. Um, and I noticed so many changes in the way my body felt and the way my body looked just by focusing on hitting my protein goals every day, hitting the rest of my macronutrient goals every day. Um, but after a while, I just kind of got a little too strict with counting macros and making sure everything was like perfectly measured. And I was like, I don't really want to live a super strict life where I have to count every single macro that goes into my body. So I just kind of did that for maybe up to six months and decided to start doing a little more like intuitive eating where I would just pay close attention to what I'm putting into my body, eat until I feel felt full. Um, and that worked for a while as well. But then every once in a while, of course, I'd binge some unhealthy stuff and I would get too busy and stop focusing on putting good foods into my body. So honestly, it's been a, a huge journey over the last five years, just learning about different eating styles that work well for me. But in the last like year and a half or so, I've um, been using an app called RP Strength, which helps me plan out my meals every day. And it's a really simple tool that helps me select what protein I wanna eat with some veggies and some carbs and healthy fats. And it reminds me to eat like four or five times a day, however much I uh, set within the app. Um, and it's just helped my body feel a lot better, just focusing more on making sure I'm reminded to eat several times a day, eating enough. Um, I obviously have goals to gain some weight and I, I want to do that in a smart way instead of just eating pizza and ice cream all day. Um, Although that would be fun. Yeah, that would be so fun, but I mean, probably not fun for the old plumbing in my apartment. <laughs> probably not fun for your butthole. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> But, um, but yeah, I see a huge difference in my energy levels and my strength if I'm eating balanced, clean meals versus if I'm just like going off the rails and binging on bad food. Mm -hmm. um, and I hate using the term bad food because there really is no like bad food. There's just bad habits with overconsumption of, of the things that you shouldn't eat too much of. Like 
Tate's cookies. Oh shit, I love those they're things. So good. But they are. But I think so you're good. also you're bringing up something that's really interesting, which is like even if you work with a professional, you're the expert on yourself, right? So like you have to learn what works right for you, you know, like and so for some people, and then also that you were able to say like. I can't do this. Like it's too structured, right? So if you are someone who's had an eating disorders, had disordered eating, following macros is probably going to be too triggering for you, right? For you, intuitive eating might be better, but also maybe that would be too much and working like really closely with a nutritionist works. And it's about what works for your body, right? For it to all fit. And that's one of the things you're saying is like all food fits and it's just about figuring out the right way for it to fit. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And I, I even kind of combine intuitive eating with using my RP strength app now, um, because I also, I just don't have the time or the energy to log and measure every single calorie that goes into my body, but I have enough experience in like measuring out portions of food to know that like, if I have to eat a hundred grams of carbs and that's like two cups of rice and, uh, I'll eat it with some chicken breast or something like it's just, a combination of knowing what works for my body, listening to my body. If I feel too full, I'm not going to eat too much. Or if I'm feeling extra hungry, but my app is telling me that I am not supposed to eat that much right now, I don't care. I'm going to eat whatever makes me feel good in the moment. It's just an app. It doesn't know who I am as a person. Same with a nutritionist um, or someone who's just giving me some guidelines to live by. I'm just like, thank you for the help and for the reminders that I need to eat, but I'm also going to listen to my body as much as I can and just do what, what feels best in the moment. I love that. That's so important too, because I think there's so many, I mean, if you think about like diets or just anything that tells you, oh, you should be doing this, right. It's basically a, um, it's a message that like, oh, don't listen to yourself. Just like follow this very strict regimen and you know, one, one thing does not fit for everyone. And so I think that's such a good message being able to like really listen to yourself, no matter what, to be able to say, Oh no, I'm hungry. Like I'm going to eat more. Um, I think is essential, whether it's, whether it's with food or even with mental health, right? Like where you're listening to yourself, like, what do I need in this moment right now? Even though, you know, I said I was going to do this, this, and this, I, you know, I have so much anxiety. I need to take care of myself. How do I listen to myself and how do I take care of me? That it kind of spans across all aspects of your life. Yeah. And I'm I'm getting better at doing that even with social situations. Like I'm not the kind of person who likes to plan gatherings with friends too far ahead of time because I don't know how I'm going to feel next Saturday. Am I going to want to have a day to myself? I don't know. So that's Jen. Can't commit. That's literally me. I am the same exact way. I agree. Cause I feel that same way. Like, I don't know how I'm going to feel. I don't know if I'm going to want to be social at that point. So I am totally on board with that. I'm just getting better at communicating that to my friends as well. And just saying like, Hey, I'm actually not feeling super social today. I need some time to myself. I know you'll understand whatever. So, um, instead of just saying, oh, sorry, I can't make it. Like you got to explain your emotions behind it so that people understand that you're not just flaking. You just need a personal day. So, and you know, would you say you're a recovering people pleaser? Um, kind of, um, I, I'm super introverted, but I really like having plans and like hanging out with people. So sometimes like both of those uh, parts of me clash and I'll, I'll go ahead and say yes to like eight different plans in a single day. And then 
I have to like go through those plans and figure out which ones I can prioritize or if I want to just say no to everything and have a personal day. Um, I, I have been very bad at just saying yes to everything instead of actually speaking my truth and saying no I'm sorry but I don't think I have time for that or I just need some space to myself that day so yeah I'm I'm recovering in, in <laughs> <laughs> and and as as an introvert has it been has it ever been difficult to like put yourself out there and and um grow your social media a little bit. Um, I can recognize when I'm feeling too tired or not like not social enough to create content because I really have to like dial my personality up to a, an 11 whenever I'm recording videos. And there are some times when I just can't really turn the knob past five or six. And then I just, I recognize that I'm just too tired for it and I will stop recording and just say, I don't need to make content today. So, um, there are times when I put a lot of pressure on myself to keep growing faster. Um, and it's it, that pressure usually comes from seeing other creators on TikTok who are also in the food space who are just growing much faster than me and they started after me. But then I have to remind myself, Nicole, they are creating content every single day and putting it on TikTok every single day. And you are not. I'm only doing it maybe twice a week um, because that's all I have the time and energy for. And um, so I just kind of need to remind myself that it's okay to take things a little slow um, and it's okay to take time for myself because I don't owe my audience anything other than a couple of laughs whenever I have the time. Um, and even some people in my audience will like DM me to remind me of that. They're like, you're doing great. We love your content. We love seeing your videos, but remember to take time for yourself. And I really appreciate like, the moms of the internet who are looking out for me. (laughs) No. And I think that that's, that's so important. And we kind of, we've gone through that too, where we were like, cause we see clients and we do the podcast. And there was a point where we were just like, I need a, we need a a little bit of a break just to ourselves. We were like, is this the time where you, you know, end season one and start season two, where you're just like, I'm so (laughs) burnt out that like, we just need. And when we did that, people were so supportive. They were like, yes, practice what you preach. Like you guys need to take care of yourselves because yeah, you know, especially as, as an introvert putting yourself, I have to chug like a whole venti coffee before I talk about anything <laughs> just to, just to be able to get myself out and so I can imagine especially as you're growing your following and you have over 300,000 followers on TikTok right so as you're growing your following to feel like you have to dial it up every time um of course that would that would be exhausting and so to absolutely give yourself those breaks to say I have to do what's right for me and you can still be successful and you can still grow your following in a way that's right and authentic for you even if it's different from what other creators are doing yeah for sure I I have definitely learned through this process that it's important to protect my own energy and uh, the world isn't going to end if I stop creating content for a week or two. I'll get right back into it and people will love it. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely recognize that there's space that I need to give myself from this internet world that I've created um, just so I can relax and recoup and continue to have fun with it. So, okay. So we have to ask you, what is your favorite food? Oh, uh, Um, If I had to eat one thing for the rest of my life, it would probably be my grandma's uh, homemade pasta and meatballs. Um, Good balance of protein, carbs, and fat. Uh, (laughs) I love cheese, so we got to load it up with some good Pecorino Romano. Um, (laughs) But yeah, pasta. Pasta is definitely my favorite. Mm -hmm. 
That's amazing. All right, before before we wrap up, what is what do you think is next for you, Dope Kitchen and Beyond? Oh, I have so many ideas, and I'm pretty sure I have undiagnosed ADHD, which (laughs) (laughs) it's like preventing me from actually doing the work to bring these ideas to life. So, uh, yeah, I need to go to a doctor recently. But so there's got to be a strain for that. Oh, for sure. I'm sure there is. But um, so I have a lot of ideas. Merchandise is definitely something that is highly requested, but I have so much anxiety about like finding a partner to make t-shirts or whatever kind of merchandise I want for me. And then it gets shipped to whoever is buying it. And then those people have complaints about quality. Like I just have so much anxiety about people not actually liking the product that I sell and ask them to spend money on. so that's one thing. And then uh, one thing that I would really love to do because people are constantly asking me about meal planning, meal prepping, grocery lists, etc. I would love to develop like a Patreon or something where like people can subscribe to more exclusive content. And then maybe I'll send them a weekly grocery list with all the recipes that go. <gasps> oh my God, please. Great idea. idea. I signed up, man. I am in. <laughs> Good. I like that enthusiasm. So maybe I'll go with that. Fuck yeah. Um, I was gonna say that or an ebook. We need we need a recipe book from you. For sure. And I definitely wanna um develop a blog or a website where I can hold all of my recipes because I know it's getting difficult for people to just search through my Instagram for what they want to cook. Um but I think like eventually as much as I love my career and my job, I do want to leave and just pursue this full time. Um, And I either need to just take a leap of faith and quit my job eventually and just go for it, even without a fully baked plan, um, because it's just so hard for me to balance working 40 to 50 hours a week in my real job, plus all the dope kitchen stuff, plus like working out and still taking care of my physical and mental health. So um, yeah, but if I, if I do quit my actual career right now, one thing that I would love to do is um, become educated as a like certified nutrition coach. And I would love to offer that as a service. Um, and I do want to look into like uh, being some sort of supportive person for women with eating disorders. Um, I don't know if there's like a certification out there that will help me become like a coach for women who have had eating disorders, but I get so many messages from people who share their stories about how my content has really impacted them and helped them in their eating disorder recovery. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would love to just figure out how to be a bigger and better resource for those people so that I can kind of coach them through developing better food and exercise habits um, on a more professional level instead of just like giving them advice via DM. Um, so yeah, I have, a, I have a lot of ideas and I just need to pick something to focus on. Love, you just need to pick the right strain and sit down and do them, right? Yes, yes. And also give yourself some time. You just, you just started yes. this all up. It is so impressive how much you're you unbelievable, have Nicole. Yeah. in this time period and with having a full-time job. I don't know how you're doing it, <laughs> but you're trucking through I am trying. But <laughs> you're totally right. It's my Instagram just started in the middle of yes. June. It's only been four and a half months. And yeah. I I really I have a mentor at work and we talk about dope kitchen all the time. And one thing we talked about this week was that 
I just want to continue getting to know myself through this process and understanding how much I can handle before I take a huge leap of faith. Like, is this still going to be fun for me in six months or a year? Right. Is this something that I can really see myself putting all of my effort and time into if I want to turn it into my full-time job or am I going to be miserable turning this hobby into a job? Um, right. I think uh, a lot of people turn their hobbies into jobs and sometimes it works out and it feels great and sometimes they lose the passion for that hobby because they just turned it into a moneymaker. So I'm, I am actively trying to pay attention to how I'm feeling throughout this process and giving myself the space to kind of mentally recover from all of the dope kitchen work that I'm putting into it. Um, but yeah, I, I need to figure out what I can handle in order to give my audience something that I feel proud of. That's awesome. Well, I'll say here at Shrink Chicks, we love you. We can't wait to support you in all the next things you do. And we cannot thank you enough for coming on today. Thank, thank you, you so, so much. much. Tell people where they can find you. Uh, you can find me on TikTok at dope underscore kitchen or on Instagram at dope underscore underscore kitchen. <laughs> One underscore was taken or zero <laughs> were taken. I don't know who that is, but I want that. I want the username. If you're listening, let if the you're username listening go. And that's you, give it up. Yeah, I want it. Um, that's all. That's all. That's all. Good. Well, follow along. Enjoy this beautiful eating journey. Nicole, thank you for being here today. Thank you so much. Thanks for coming to Shrink Chicks. Thanks for listening today to today's episode. If this episode uh, resonated with anyone, God, I can't speak today, resonated with anyone in your life or yourself, please feel free to send it on over. Please feel free to rate and subscribe. We love you. Thanks for being here.